0: Here we are, Gord. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Adams, great to see you. Yeah, it's good. We're doing. We're we're moving every every Tuesday. Well, actually, no. Our listeners listen to this on Thursday. Okay. Now they're about to get a little sneak into the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Is that we actually record this on Tuesday?
1: Yeah. Um, and we were going to go back to my place mm. again today, and uh, we had some scheduling troubles in the household. Well, it's and, all good. Uh, wasn't available, so we're back in the office, surrounded the office. by
0: books. That's right. <laughs> I often think to myself, we need to, like, one of these days switch positions, because you get a chance to look at all these books as we're recording, um, and then I can see it when your eyes go, and they drift, and <laughs> and I go, uh-oh, he's going to go get one. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking for it. He's yeah.
1: looking for
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was... Um, I was just saying, uh, before we hit record, uh, Caitlin and I have been re-watching some of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. Which, now, if you were to guess when the first one came out, when, like... <sighs> <laughs> Twelve years ago. Uh, yeah. 2003 was the first one. Really? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. And then the second one was 2006, so... Both of those were
1: earlier than I thought. Oh,
0: yeah. And you know what? The first one, like, you know how sometimes you go back and watch an old movie like yep. that where, where um, graphics and computer animated stuff, it's, it, that would have been, you know, in the early phases of doing some pretty high intense stuff. Yeah. But sometimes when you go back and you watch those movies, you go. You, you say the CGI wasn't that great yeah, right there. Oh, yeah, it's bad. The first one, it holds up does it yeah nice at least at least to caitlin and i did i was like you know what this holds up this holds up Yep.
1: yeah nice yeah captain jack sparrow yes that's the one he's my guy my wife and i were down to visit my father and mother-in-law a few years ago Mm. we went over to sydney sydney harbor has lots of cruise ships come in and they have you know, this huge fiddle and everything. Okay. So we were just kind of wandering around in and out of the shops, and they had this guy dressed up like Captain Jack oh, yeah. Sparrow. And so I have a picture here in my office of my wife <laughs> standing alongside Captain Jack Sparrow. That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. Did you say that was in Cape Breton? or In Sydney. In Sydney, yep. okay. And um, the Blue Nose happened to be there oh. that day. So that's what took us really to the wharf that day. Is I wanted to see the Blue Nose, right? So we were able to go on the Blue Nose, and uh, Captain Jack Sparrow was wandering around, too funny, available to have pictures taken. So
0: that it reminds me, um, I forget. I'll have to ask my sister. There's a little community, little fishing community just outside of Halifax. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton, mm-hmm. but uh, they took the girls there. Uh, my nieces. Uh, aged uh, five and three. And uh, when they went there, they just thought they were going to go see the harbor, you know, see, uh, get some ice cream or something. But there was this boat coming in and there was these, pirates on the boat oh goodness and then they had caught a mermaid oh and so goodness. the mermaids caught up in the and so it's this it's it was a big acting thing right this big dramatization that the so the mermaid's put, in the net the mermaid's in the net and then all of a sudden you see the privateers or whatever showing up and they're coming to save the mermaid and and you can imagine my my nieces or eyes just like
1: <gasps> i guess i guess <laughs> so
0: they have a pretty cute photo of the girls with the with the mermaid um, I don't think people were taking photos What's the
1: parents. name of the song about the privateers Stan Rogers Oh uh, I should know that but And I... it's Great Great Big C did it too I think Oh yeah I don't know Listeners if you know <laughs> what the name is on privateers Fire us a little yes. note Yeah we, I would and, like that And straighten us out I, I am a big fan of Great Big C. They're good. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, huge.
0: Yeah. And the lead singer's really good friends with... Um, who's the guy in Gladiator? Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. 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 When my sister was a nurse in St. John's... Yeah. Um, the lead singer of Great Big C... His You're m- talking Alan Doyle. Alan Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. His wife was in, and uh, they were having having a baby... And so after the baby was born, all of a sudden, the lobby or, or whatever was filled with flowers. Just people had, had sent in flowers. They were all sent from from Russell Crowe. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What a nice thought. Yeah, what yeah. a nice gesture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the Mary, my sister, said the nurses were all giddy. just like I Ooh.
1: guess, I guess. <laughs> Russell Crowe sending flowers.
0: Yeah, uh, too funny. Yeah. Well, Gord, this was uh, this was part three of our one series, mm-hmm. and uh, this was this was the one I had mentioned, I think, from the beginning that I was that I was excited about. Um, yeah. So how'd we do? I think we did really well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think the joke that I said that I was excited about was because typically Baptists don't talk about
1: this subject. <laughs> Oh, as soon as you talk about the Holy Spirit, they get all willies. We get all <laughs> yeah. willies. Uh, what are you talking about? Oh, now, yeah. Now, here's a softball
0: question I want to throw at you. Okay. So when I was young, I remember hearing the term
1: the Holy Ghost. Yep. Now, is there a historical? No, nah, that's that's just Old English translation. Oh, okay. Numa, spirit. Right. And spirit in the day was go- a ghost. Right. Huh. So Holy Ghost.
0: Yeah, my friend, uh, good friend of mine, uh, Andrew Beckwith. We'll give him a little shout out. He, yeah. Uh, the first time he was baptizing someone, he he was just so nervous that that came out instead of Holy Spirit. He said, "You know, I've had Father him. Son Holy Ghost." <laughs> yeah, Father Son Holy Ghost, and he felt so embarrassed about it. And we're like, Andrew, like, pe- no, no, don't, don't worry get embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know if it was a. Um, Maybe a different denomination thing. No,
1: I just think it came out of the Old English. Um, mm. Numa. Um, spirit. Spirit. Interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, on that subject of uh, the idea of, of Baptists, I mean, that's just what I say as a joke, that we get all weird about it when it comes up. But uh, you had a big section of your of your talk. Well, actually, before we get to that... Yeah. Gord, why don't you give us sort of like a, a thirty thousand foot fly? Yeah, sure.
1: Fly through. Uh, let me just preface it this way, and I and I I didn't start the message this way,
2: mm.
1: but it's kind of the reason. Most, many, not most, but many, think that the doctrine of the Holy Spirit mm. only becomes important to us in Acts chapter two. Right. With the Holy Spirit coming at Pentecost. At Pentecost, yeah. And then we refer back to Joel's prophecy in the Old Testament, where Joel said, "You know that uh, people would dream dreams and vision visions Uh because of the coming of the Holy Spirit." Mm. So this main event was prophesied. Right. And so people uh, make the assumption that we don't need to talk about the Holy Spirit till after we get into the book of Acts. Right. Nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. And so, I just said, what do these events all have in common from Jesus' ministry? Right. His, his conception his uh, uh, baptism and the testimony there, his temptation, Mm -hmm.
2: uh,
1: the healings he did, the the offering offering of himself on the cross and his resurrection. What do they all have in common? What they all have in common is that the scripture identifies that the Holy Spirit was present and enabling in all of those. Mm -hmm. So we did a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, which then should tell us that the Holy Spirit was more prominent than maybe we realize right. before Acts chapter two. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But then, if you back up even further, and that's what we did, we went all the way back to creation, and it says hmm. in Genesis chapter one, verse two, that uh, the Holy the Holy Spirit, Hebrew word ruach, hmm. ruach hovered over the face of the waters yeah
0: I love that that sort of visualization
1: oh yeah I, I mean I don't know what it looks like but well <laughs> the earth was formless and void or empty mm. there was nothing and there was water yeah and God was about to do something phenomenal mm. and the one who is the here's here's a Latin term. Executrix. Okay. The one who makes it happen... Right. ...is the Holy Spirit.
0: Would that be, just to get nerdy on words here, is that the same word that derives from to execute?
1: Yeah, to make it happen.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. I feel smarter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you are. Yeah, that the Holy Spirit is the one who makes it all happen. Now... I, I'm not sure what everybody's role was. I know that the father would speak it. The son was involved because in John chapter one, um,
0: his scripture the says the that
1: nothing was made that was made without him. Right. the The living word. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit was there, so it was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit from the get go. Yeah. Then I move forward a little, and there were other places. You know, other texts I could have wrestled with, like Mm -hmm. you have the pillar of cloud and you have the pillar of fire. Okay. During the Exodus. Yeah. What are those? Who are those? How about (laughs) that? Interesting. Yeah, I would have never... Yeah. How about those? Fire, in the scriptures, is always symbolic of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Interesting. That's why... On Sunday mornings, before I leave this office to go preach, I light a candle in my office huh. because I have already asked the Holy Spirit to fill me and enable me to do what He's called me to do mm. and that He would fill our people, fill the worship fill our hearing of the word mm. so that in every way the holy spirit would be doing his work and the way that i kind of acknowledge that is to light a candle in yeah. my office because flame is always yeah emblematic of the presence of the holy spirit so there are some texts we should probably uh you know oh yeah rethink mm. because we can't say, yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit was on the bench till Acts two, not true. Right. Not true. Hmm. And yeah. Jesus wasn't on the bench. Right. Till Bethlehem either.
0: Right. Yeah, and we we kind of briefly touched on that last week in our Jesus podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting like mental exercise just for any Christian is to. It, I, I feel like we start with Jesus. We'll be like, okay, let's let's do that exercise to realize that, like you said, Jesus wasn't on the bench until Bethlehem. So we do that, but then to bring it back to the conversation of today, sometimes we never start thinking about that. Like like you said, we just think that the Spirit didn't show up until Acts 2.
1: No, but, but see, he was there, as I point out in the message. Mm. If you go through the book of Judges, Mm-hmm. And there's this spiraling down that happens in Israel. They do what's evil in the sight of the Lord. He gives them over into the hands of an oppressor. They cry out to God, and God sends a deliverer. Mm. And the way that they recognize the deliverer is that the deliverer has the Holy Spirit.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So the Holy Spirit wasn't, wasn't given to all of God's people. Right. In the Old Testament, but he was sent to those who had particular roles from God Mm. to do among God's people. Right, yeah. Kings. I mentioned Saul. Mm -hmm. And the way that they knew Saul had been chosen was that the Holy Spirit leaped on Saul and he began to prophesy. So that people said, what? Is Saul among the prophets now? Interesting. Yeah. Because the prophets, um, I, I love uh, prophet. The word is Navi, mm-hmm. in plural, Naviim. It means to bubble over. Huh. Like a pot bubbling right, over. Yeah, yeah. And the way that prophets bubbled over was by being filled with the Holy Spirit, with messages from God, mm. and when they spoke those, they bubbled over with the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. Interesting. It's an amazing image. Mm. So then when the Holy Spirit, literally, it says, leaped upon Saul, and he began to prophesy, mm. they said, oh, wait now, Saul, uh, what, is he among the prophets now? <laughs> yeah. So in with the judges, with... Saul, at various spots through the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit showed up. Mm. David, David, the second king of Israel, when he realizes that his sin has been found out, Mm. there is Psalm 51 in which he prays, don't Take your Holy Spirit from me. Right. Now he would pray that because when Saul disobeyed God and God told him he was taking the kingdom from him, it says the Holy Spirit departed from Saul Mm. and an evil spirit afflicted him. Right. David had seen this. And so now David is saying to God, please, no, no, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Yeah. Powerful. Oh, yeah. But then when we get to the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of the promise from Joel, mm. where he says uh, Holy Spirit's going to be poured out on all flesh. Right. And now we've become a kingdom of priests, mm-hmm. a kingdom of priests, where everyone, and it, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is really clear on this, little Greek word PAS P-A-S sometimes translated each sometimes every sometimes all mm. but think of it as each and every one 1 Corinthians 12 says but the Holy Spirit gives PAS <laughs> to each and every one a gift as he sees fit or as he wills right so the equipping the enabling of this priesthood of believers Mm. all happens by the holy spirit yeah
0: no it's fascinating i love Mm. to um the seven yeah i think it's seven the seven points you, you bring about and reflect on from Francis Chan's book that we yep. that we referenced in, in this past Sunday's teaching, The Forgotten God. Um, yeah, there was just sort of like some interesting ones that I find we sometimes either don't think about or maybe we're not unaware of it, but like even like uh, the Holy Spirit has his own mind and he prays for us.
1: Yeah, Ephesians 8 yeah um, some have called Romans 8 mm-hmm. the most important chapter in the most important book of the New Testament. Now mm. <laughs> Now Gord, you're a Romans guy, so <laughs> yeah yeah, so I gotta kind of rein it in but here let me try to give you a snapshot. In Romans, Chapter one, and in Romans chapter sixteen, mm-hmm. there is a phrase, and the phrase, um, I, when a biblical writer you does this, it's called an inclusio. Okay. So.
0: This means he he's repeating a
1: certain phrase, or he's repeating a certain phrase. But usually it's in a much, 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 much shorter passage. Okay. And it's to provide, basically, bookends for what he wants to teach. Oh, okay. Okay, so here it is. Romans 1.5. Through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his name's sake. The obedience of faith. Mm-hmm. Romans 1.5. So now, we go all the way to the end of Romans, chapter 16. But, talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, but now is manifested and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, has been made known to all the nations, leading to the obedience of faith. Right. So you have the obedience of faith in Romans 1.5, you have it in Romans chapter 16. It's a very big inclusio. Right. And the, the the key understanding is how does God bring about an obedience that comes from faith among his people?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe Romans is an unpacking of the gospel Paul preached. Right. Because it starts with God, sin, the person and work of Christ, faith, Hmm. and obedience. Yeah. And he unpacks it stage by stage. Now, in Romans 7, there is this frustration thing I want to do, I don't do. The very thing I don't want to do, right. I do. And people say, see, that's that's the normal Christian life. No, it's not. Because the thing that is absent in Romans 7 is any mention of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Then you come to Romans 8, right. and it's all about the Holy Spirit. Right all about the holy spirit section after section he's the spirit of adoption he's the spirit who who brings us life mm-hmm. he's the spirit who sustains us and part of that is he's the spirit who prays for us mm. yeah so that's a very 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 short <laughs> Breeze by Romans. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Romans 8 is that central chapter in the central book, in my estimation, Mm. of the New Testament. It's there that God explains how Jesus is the second Adam. Right. And the importance of what he came to do. Mm -hmm. So Without without unpacking the whole of Romans. No, yeah. The Holy Spirit is the one who intercedes for us. Right. Yeah.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I just that my own mind is just processing and thinking it yeah. through.
1: Now the other thing is um the other tendency is to want to separate out father son and holy spirit who does what right it's not that simple right who would think it would be when you're dealing with the eternal god right
0: but that's our human nature we that's our human nature we com- want to compartmentalize
1: compartmentalize and-, and get it all when when you begin to really look at passages you find that often Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all represented. Mm-hmm. They're all in the story. Mm-hmm. Because in reality they are all in the story. Yeah. Yeah, the Father is the one who who kind of directs and the Son does what the Father directs, mm-hmm. but he does so in the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. We've already talked about that today. Right. Whereas people often put Jesus in this other category. Mm. And it causes some confusion for them regarding the nature of Jesus' incarnation. Okay. Because they're trying to figure out how it is that God, the Son, Mm -hmm. who heals and who knows what people are thinking... How that goes together with the human Jesus, right? Yeah, and I think it's mostly in the mystery of the Trinity that that sorts itself out.
2: Hmm.
0: I've always found that what I what I've said to many people when we when we look at Christ being you know both man and God together, flesh and that whole uh thing is that too often we just we we sort of park on the idea of like well we get it we we know that jesus is holy but we can't wrap our heads around the whole human aspect we don't know what that means or how that like like did he get bruises did he get do you know what i mean like like and so sometimes we just sort of ignore it
1: Oh yeah, well, that's what we wind up doing yeah. is just withdrawing from it mm-hmm. because we can't explain it. Yeah, one of the best ever was um, Sinclair Ferguson. Sinclair Ferguson has a work on the Holy Spirit that talks at length about this relationship between the Holy Spirit and Jesus in the incarnation. Huh. Wonderful read. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Now. And by the way, over the years as I have taught on the Holy Spirit, and for those who don't know, I was professor of systematic theology Mm. at Toronto Baptist Seminary for five years, Mm -hmm. which meant I had to routinely (laughs) talk about the the loci surrounding the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the biggest surprises always came when I talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in the life and ministry of Jesus. That's the one where they they you know they give you the the glazed over stare and then the head cocks to the side. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah. you can tell this is new and they're not sure how to process it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it
0: it, it that is an interesting idea cuz I think you're right. We it's our human nature we come compartmentalize everything so but then all of a sudden when you start trying to figure out okay wait the Holy Spirit was like enabling acting doing what the Holy Spirit does <laughs> in Jesus's life
1: we go huh huh so then it shouldn't surprise us at all after Jesus experiencing the Holy Spirit the way he had mm. in his life and ministry shouldn't surprise us one single bit that Jesus would say, you know what? It's better if I go. Right. Because if I go, I'm going to ask the Father, and the Father's going to send another mm-hmm. helper, the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that he would tell them, oh, greater things than these you're going to do. Right. How can I do greater than Jesus? Right. Yeah. How is how, that? What? But he knew... That the Holy Spirit mm. was going to do through the church stuff that Jesus never did. Yeah. He never went to foreign lands.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look at where, like, just
1: from a geographical perspective of oh, where Jesus actually was, where he was it's very small, <laughs> very small, and he says, Oh, you're going to be my witnesses. Mm. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. To the uttermost parts of the earth. Yeah, he never did any of that. No. And by the way, I'm not determining that that's greater work. Hmm. Right. Jesus said it, and I would never dare bring it up if he hadn't done it first. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a really interesting concept. That that just that simple point. Because I think you're right. Many of us, when we're when we hear that idea, we're going to do greater work. It's like no, no, no. No, no. Jesus
1: is defining him. Yeah. He's the one who says, oh, greater works than these you're going to do. And it is better for you if I go. Mm. Because if I go, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I go, the Holy Spirit will come and then look out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this this is a good segue for this question I want to ask and process through. Um. You, you looked at two sections of scripture, one in Luke, one in Matthew. Yeah. Uh, the one in Luke was from a Luke 11, 9 to 12. And then the one in Matthew was from Matthew 7, 7 to 11. And basically both of these are... Roughly they're the same. There's
2: differences the same. in
1: languages and he uses a different um, uh, word picture in one than the other. But it's ask it'll be given.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, seek and you'll find knock it'll be open it'll be open yeah ask seek knock are, are
0: pretty much like the pretty much i mean yeah oh yeah you got to get real nitpicky yeah but yep. then you point out to us that specifically in in luke and it's actually at the it's in um in verse 13 right yes at the end of of or is that the end of the, chapter eleven? Does chapter it's
1: not 11... the end of chapter eleven, but it's the end of the ask, seek, knock right portion. And uh, basically, you it's you say it,
0: well, what what happens in Luke? It says, "How much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him?" Yes. And the difference, of course, from Matthew is that um, Holy Spirit is not. That's not part of. Well, I mean. It's not said in that, but here's, here's my question though. So, you know, we, we have the theological belief that when one becomes a Christian, when one puts their faith in Mm -hmm. in Christ, then the Holy Spirit is brought within them. Mm -hmm. Yes. No.
1: Yes. But now. Because the Holy Spirit is the life giver. Right. It's him coming in. Mm hmm that brings life right okay but now here's the
0: this question and and i'll i i like to go back to my normal joke i feel like it's a question that maybe many baptists have just never asked is this idea well they're scared of it they're scared of it yeah so can you speak into this idea of asking our heavenly father asking jesus for the holy
1: spirit Okay, so here's how I've I've made sense of it in my mind,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm sure there are are theologians who will take me to task and say, "No, you're you're all wet." I, <laughs> I'm old. Pretty soon, it's not going to matter. <laughs> so, so have at her, I, like, <laughs> and I don't say that in any any cocky sense of no, no, where I'm no, going, no. but see, here's the problem. We have the Holy Spirit in a life-giving sense. Mm -hmm. He comes in, Ephesians 2. um, It says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. With Christ. With Christ. Hmm. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Huh. With him. How's that work? Well, I believe it's by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. The Holy Spirit comes in, he makes us alive. And if you think I'm stretching... (laughs) Guess where I'm going, Adams? Guess where I'm going? For there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. When God does that work in us, it is by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So there's a life giving sense. But then there is the sense in which the Holy Spirit was given in the Old Testament, which prefigures what he does for us, mm. which is in an enabling sense. Right. A specific enabling. And so. got some uh, we've got some thunder (laughs) that sounded like a big machine till we realized it was sun thunder yeah that just shook the office yeah so the holy spirit is with us in a life-giving sense Mm -hmm. that's what makes us born again that's what makes us regenerated Mm. is the presence of the holy spirit but then there was a sense in which The Holy Spirit comes to us to enable us to do what God wants us to do. Right. And
0: this could be in very specific things.
1: Oh, it is in very specific things. If Mm. you read through, there are four main passages in the New Testament. um, uh, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, um, Ephesians 4, and uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, Mm. that all talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Right. Specific enablings to do work of ministry.
2: Huh.
1: Now, when you put that together with Galatians chapter 5 and the fruit of right. the Holy Spirit right. in us... Which we all know the song. <laughs> yes, we do. And uh, here's the thing. those The fruit of the Spirit is not random. And it's not random because... If you read through the list of what the Holy Spirit brings to us, Mm. it is the character of God. The Holy Spirit is recreating in you and me the very character of God. And when you begin to see that character of God recreated in you with love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, goodness, and so on, Mm. it is specifically mm. the character of god being recreated in us by the working of his spirit mm. so whether then we're talking about the enabling for ministry whether we're talking about the holy spirit mm. recreating the character of god in us we read this in Ephesians Ephesians chapter 5 mm. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. So let me just say this. When, it, when the instruction is given, but be filled with the Spirit. Uh, number one, it's command.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's in the imperative. So it's command. Now, you know, I was looking online this week about being filled with the Spirit, and uh, so many teachers will give you... Ten sure ways to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And ten this and ten that and ten something else. Tell you what. There's one way to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what that is? I feel like you have to ask for it. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jesus said, How much more will the Father give his spirit to those who ask him. Mm-hmm. So not only is this in um, Ephesians 5.18, in the imperative voice, here's the other part. It's passive. Hmm. The language, and folks, go check. Oh, yeah. It's a command, but it's in the passive, meaning we don't do the work. The work is done to us. Be filled with the Spirit. Mm. That's passive. Mm -hmm. But the command is to be filled. Right. So then if we, and so these people who say, well, if you do these top 10 things, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't agree. Mm. I think you do one thing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You ask. You ask. Jesus said that, yeah. So then it's also in a continuous voice, which means it is meant to be repeated over and over again. So it's these these three threads that gather over this little this be filled with the spirit. Mm. It's a command, it's passive mm-hmm. and it's meant to be repeated, right. So I am alive because of the Holy Spirit's presence in me. Mm-hmm. But for ongoing work, ministry, character shaping, growth, all of those things, I ask the Father to fill me. Mm-hmm. word is pleroma, which means to fill up. When you fill a, a glass to the brim, to, to, to really misuse the Greek, it is to be Pleromid. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're full up. Right, yeah. And the difference between us and Jesus is if you look at John chapter 3, and I think it's verse 24. Patience, everybody, sorry. <laughs> Let me get this and, and I'll read it no try 34 for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God for he gives the spirit without measure Hmm. the difference between Jesus and you and I is that the spirit did not encounter sin in the person of Jesus Hmm. but the Holy Spirit encounters sin in you and I every single day right And so
0: the the Spirit is working within us, refining us, bringing, like...
1: Changing us. And and the more we are changed, the more we are under the control of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so we ask Him, fill us, Lord, fill us. Fill us. Change us. Enable us. I, listen, I do not do what I do as a preacher or Bible teacher, and I've done it for 40-some years now. I do not do it because I'm clever or because I'm educated or because I'm learned. God, God uses my education. I am so grateful, by the way. Shout out to Gordon Conwell Seminary. <laughs> I am so grateful for the men and women he put in my path in those days. Mm. Some amazing names. Gordon Fee, David Wells, Roger Nicole, Meredith Klein, J. Ramsey Michaels, like just, just amazing mm-hmm. biblical scholars. And I don't turn my nose up at any of that. I know that I was in a blessed place at a blessed time. Mm. But all of it is a waste without the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. So you preacher, you want to preach, make sure you don't forget to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and enable you to do what you're called to do. Mm. That's a little bit preachy. I get it. <laughs> I know. I, we, were, we had a guest lecturer back when I was at Atlantic Baptist College, so this is mid-70s. And uh, his name was Dr. Martin, and Dr. Martin was coming down the hallway, and a couple or three of us were walking the other way. Chapel was 15 minutes away, and uh, he was going to speak again. Mm -hmm. Um, He he preached an amazing series that week called What is the Gospel? Amazing. I still use some of that stuff today, but here's the thing. We asked him, Dr. Martin, you all ready for chapel? Know what his answer was? I'm not sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're thinking, you got 15 minutes, dude. You better get sure.
0: Yeah.
1: And so we said, You're not sure? He says, Oh, my homework's all done. I have the notes. But until God the Holy Spirit enables me to do what I do, I don't know that there will ever be any effect from it. Hmm. That's powerful. It is powerful, right? Yeah. Because I can't do it. Hmm. That's why that passage, it's passive. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Be filled. Jesus says, you get the Holy Spirit because you ask the Father. Hmm. i love that mm, me too
0: i also love too that it's just a what you're what was it a guest speaker or was it an actor yeah yeah professor? guest speaker yeah, yeah and how Come he was how he said like i've done the homework
1: oh i've done the homework yeah fascinating
0: Okay, Gord. So as we're as we're close. Oh, just just before we close, um, that passage that you were reading from Ephesians. That was Ephesians five eighteen. Five eighteen. Yeah, that's what yeah. I that's what I thought. But I just, I thought we were just, if you if our listeners want to look that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So as we're closing, what are some and maybe some overarching final words about even the whole series? The whole of the, series. The Trinity. What that is.
1: I think that. Um, People, we all, we all need to reread some passages of Scripture, Mm -hmm. even ones that we think we know well, Mm -hmm. and look for the presence of the Holy Spirit in particular because he's there from when it was nothing and he moved over the face of the waters Mm -hmm. until he raised Jesus from the dead and has been leading this growth of the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I make the point that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ are all the same. Mm -hmm. God, the Father, at the request of the Son, sent us the Holy Spirit to build Jesus' kingdom. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
0: Mm. The whole way through.
1: The whole way through. From the very beginning to the very end. It's always page one to the to the last. Yeah, page. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes we have tried to Compartmentalize mm. who's at work here. Yeah. Oh, they all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when there's a battle in the Old Testament and uh, a whole army gets knocked down, or maybe the walls of a city collapse, mm. whose work was that? Yeah, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rethink, reread some passages. Mm. And look for Father, Son, Holy Spirit yeah. in the passages. I love it. I, I, I'm a little afraid, and let me just say this before we go that people find it easy to think they have it all figured out. Mm. God. As far as the east is from the west, as high as the heavens are above the earth. His mind and our mind. Mm. Why do we keep thinking we've got God all figured out? Right. Yeah. You don't. No. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> and by the way, short of heaven, when he shows you everything, mm. you're not going to get it figured out. Yeah. So what we do is we act according to what He shows us. And we walk in faith that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And He does His thing. And amen. and amen. Well, thanks so much for this, call. Thanks. I, I felt like I'm preaching more no, today. No, no. But, but uh, thank you for the opportunity. This has become dear to my heart because... Over the years, I've had to spend more time with this than almost anything else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, right on, man. It was a great series, and uh, we'll, we'll be gearing up soon for the summer series. We've got a few weeks before that. Yep. And, uh, but, yeah.
1: Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. No, not spiritual gifts. We're talking about spiritual gifts. I oh, yeah. No, 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 spiritual yeah. Disciplines. Disciplines. Sorry. yeah. Spiritual disciplines. Disciplines, yeah. Spiritual disciplines. Yeah.
0: So we're looking forward to that. Me too. All right. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you, Adams. Okay. See you, Gordon.